The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Alistair Campbell, writer, consultant, strategist, uh, one half of the podcast, The Rest of Politics, with ex Tory Minister Rory Stewart. Alistair Campbell, good morning. Hi, Pat, how are you? Now, a big day, uh, the Labour Party conference underway, but one suspects that the Middle East and events there will loom large. I think they're looming large for everyone. And uh, absolutely, the Labour Party conference, after, particularly after the shambles of the Tory conference last week, was uh, looked like it was going to dominate the, the agenda in the UK all week. But of course, that's been uh, not pushed to one side. I think there'll still be an awful lot of interest in it. But what's happening in the Middle East is is truly horrific and, and really alarming for a lot of people. Um, Keir Starmer, uh, like Biden, unequivocal, calling Hamas terrorists. Um, that would be a, a shift from the Corbynista view. Well, I think that's one of the things that, that, that people will have, will have noticed and reflected upon is that, you know, if we were still back in the days of the Corbyn leadership, I suspect a Labour conference during this, with this going on, would be a very, very different um, different occasion. And I do think that's one of the big things that Keir Starmer has done, is, is taken a party that was reeling from one of the worst results in our history in 2019 and put it now in a place where people, frankly, seem to think it's, it's hard to lose. Now, I think it's very, very important not to have that mindset, uh, I think you've always got to operate from opposition on the basis that things can go wrong as well as right. But Labour are in pretty good shape, it seems. Now, the agenda for the Labour Party, one of uh, the items that's big on our agenda in Ireland is planning. We have a major planning bill uh, that has uh, just been uh, published and it will take its time getting through our houses of the Oireachtas. Uh, planning is big on Labour's agenda. <laughs> It is. I mean, Keir Starmer set out these five missions, and, and and number one is is relates to economic growth. And I think planning as the the slow process of planning has has been a real problem for growth and productivity, and and it's something that he's that he's trying to address. Now, I think that you could argue that all governments have tried to do this, but they inevitably get caught up in the whole NIMBY, not in my backyard problem. So, what the what the detail of that? is like, we'll have to see and possibly even have to wait for a Labour government. But I think it's, it's signalling that that is one of the elements that he's got to address to try to get the economy growing again. I mean, as you said in the introduction that, you know, nothing in Britain is working. I mean, it sort of does feel like that at the moment. We do feel like a country that's stuck. Uh, and I think bit by bit, Labour are going to have to address, if they do get into power, going to have to address every single one of the things that is holding us back. Um, when you say, and I said it initially because of experience talking to friends who visited the UK uh, recently and uh, one of them had uh, a medical emergency and suggested going to A&E and was told, why? You'll be there for hours and hours and hours. Well, then call an ambulance. Well, that mightn't be here for four hours. Um, you know, the NHS not working, lots of things not working, uh, litter and refuse uncollected. That doesn't feel like um, the, the, a wealthy Britain. It doesn't seem like a progressive Britain. Well, I think it's. I think Britain is still a wealthy country, but it's a very unequal country. Um, and I think I was very encouraged this morning to to read that Rachel Reeves, the Shadow Chancellor, is actually going to be setting up a, a commission to try to chase some of the money that was lost, frankly, to corruption during the whole COVID. 
the, during the pandemic. I think there is lots of money in the UK, but there, does, there is not a sense of a country that's functioning well. And I think what you saw at the Conservative Party conference last week was, if, I thought Sunak might be different to Johnson and Trust, but actually he, you know, he's just as fond of saying things that aren't true as Johnson. And his plans on transport fell apart almost as quickly as Liz Truss's economic plans. So I think there is a sense that the country's stuck. And frankly, a change of government is going to be a big part of getting things going again. But I think it's going to take a lot more than that. I really think we're going to need to look in, you know, the way the way we do politics, the way we do business. We, I mean, I think if Keir Starmer comes in at the moment, the watchword is caution. But actually, there's an awful lot of change that's going to have to come. Now, much was made of the by-election in Scotland, uh, indicating that the Labour Party could take back much of Scotland from the SNP. Um, you wear two hats, obviously, as uh, a Scotsman, but also as a, a Labour Party supporter. What do you think? Well, I thought it was a very, very encouraging result. Um, very low turnout, uh, which I think that's a, that's a factor we need to bear in mind going up to a general election. But I think there is a sense that Labour are, you know, coming towards an election at a time when there is real discontent with both the UK government and the Scottish government. And if you're the main opposition party in both, then that's quite a good place to be. Um, it was a very, very big swing to, to Labour. If that swing was replicated, it would mean that Labour would be back in business in Scotland. I don't think we'll ever get back to the, the point where, you know, part of the time that we were in power when, you know, it seemed that it was Labour were kind of winning everywhere. But at the same time, if Scotland can come back and if Scots can feel that it's possible to get rid of the Tories uh, whilst maintaining whatever support they may have for, you know, devolution or extension of devolution and even independence, then I think that does help the Labour Party nationally. Now, what about uh, Keir Starmer being uh, somewhat equivocal about the prospect of a border poll in Northern Ireland? Well, do you, uh, do you think he was equivocal? I don't think. He well, was he was saying he would make. <laughs> he said, "I don't think we're anywhere near that kind of question. It's not even on the horizon." And uh, then he had previously said he would make the case for the United Kingdom, which would be obviously to keep Northern Ireland within the fold. Okay. Well, both of those say to me that he's fairly unequivocal in thinking that this is not currently on the agenda. But look, I think the one thing we've noticed about Keir Starmer, he's a, he's a very, he's a pragmatic politician. And I think that he, he understands that the politics of, of, uh, of he, he understands Northern Ireland way better than the current government because he worked there very, very closely in his time as Running the CPS, and he's he's he also had a role in uh, in Northern Ireland, a specific role in Northern Ireland at one point. But I think he's look. I think what he's doing is trying trying to kind of fight this general coming general election on his terms on his issues. So when these issues pop up, he answers them, he deals with them, but he does it in a way that tries not to generate too much debate around them because he does want to focus on growth, on health, on law and order, on the environment, on energy prices and so forth. So I wouldn't read too much into that, Pat. Um, in terms of his personality and his presentation, I mean, there are some who say that uh, Sir Keir Starmer is beige, um, but maybe after Johnson and Liz Truss and uh, Rishi Sunak, beige is maybe what Britain craves. Well, I mean, people, I, I've, here's my local MP. I know him well. I see him from time to time. I don't find him boring at all. I think he's actually quite an interesting guy. 
But this sort of, you know, don't underestimate the extent to which if you've got the right wing media kind of going at you the whole time, it maybe does make you a little bit more cautious than you otherwise would be. But I do think that the country is absolutely sick to the back teeth of the politics that we've had over the last few years, and particularly since Brexit and Johnson. Um, Johnson, Truss, and, and Sunak now, I think, is coming over as a bit of a mess, frankly. The, the stuff he was announcing last week didn't seem to me to have any coherence. He's allowing these conspiracy theories and, frankly, straightforward lies to be peddled. This meat on tax that he talked about, the seven bins for recycling that nobody in the world was proposing. Uh, all sorts of there's, – there's something sort of slightly desperate about him. Whereas I think Keir's, Keir's just coming over, I think, as solid, serious, pragmatic, practical. And I do think we'll see this week, admittedly, as you say, somewhat overshadowed by – what's happening in the Middle East, so perhaps won't get through to the public in the same way. But I think you are beginning to see on housing, on health, on energy, uh, policies and policy shape that will actually start to make people feel they're voting for something as opposed to just against something. Finally, Alistair, uh, the BBC under pressure again to uh, rip up its style guide for refusing to call Hamas uh, terrorists, uh, using the term militants in, instead, when 250 people are killed at a, a, a basically a music concert, it's nothing other than terrorism. No, that's absolutely right. But I, I think that we've got to be very, very careful not to play the game of the right in particular, and sometimes the hard left as well, in making everything into a kind of culture war where it's all about the words. I think it's entirely possible to say that what's happened is an absolute outrage. It's, it is blatant terrorism designed to spread fear and loathing and whip up hatred and innocent people being murdered, innocent people being taken hostage, whilst at the same time saying that this is a really, really complicated, sensitive, historical issue where we just all need to be a bit careful about the words we use. Yeah, well, Rachel Reeves, the Shadow Chancellor, has used the word uh, terrorist in re relation to uh, Hamas. So, well, I would use the word terrorist yeah. in relation to Hamas, and they've been designated as a terrorist organisation. But then what you don't shouldn't do from that is to say, this is what I don't like about some of the debate, is then say, well, because of the, 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 the nature of the obscenity that we've seen, that means that you can't, for example, criticise the Israeli government over its judicial reforms, or you can't criticise you can't criticise some of the people who are who are saying that you know go in and wipe the whole lot of them out. I mean, I think we've just got to be very very careful about how we how we deal with this. But it is a terrorist attack. There's no doubt about that. I think you're right that Labour have been clear about that. Jeremy Corbyn probably wouldn't be clear about that. But at the same time, I think it's possible to have a debate which accepts just how horrific what's happened is, but at the same time explain and try to educate people about the broader, deeper issues that, that are at stake here. And we will actually be doing that later on in the programme. Alistair Campbell, thank you very much for joining us. Your chance to win big. News Talk's Cash Machine. 
We had a winner on Friday, so we start again today with a reloaded cash machine. It contains €10,349.14. If you fancy all that cash, text PLAY to 57557 before 3 this afternoon. After 3, we make the call. If it's to your phone, answer within five rings, tell us the total, and you get the money. The cost is €2.50, plus your standard message rates for over-18s only. You're playing across the GoLoud network of stations. Full terms on Newstalk.com. But do remember today's total, €10,349.14. Fourteen cent text play to five seven double five seven. Uh, lots of comments coming in on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Israel should stop stealing the Palestinian people's land, their food, their livelihood. Stop killing their people. Stop cutting off their water, electricity, and gas. Then maybe Hamas will come to the table to discuss peace talks. Two hundred fifty people just enjoying a music festival mowed down. I'm sorry. Um, there is little to justify that no matter uh, what uh, the nature of Israel's crimes against the Palestinians may be. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.